Welcome back, everybody. The college football season is winding down. This is episode 14 of the One-on-Ones podcast on the Field of 12 Media Network, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Now, this weekend is rivalry week. The Heisman race is heating up. But let's it is? recap. Yeah, but we're going to recap for Before we get there, though, Cody, <laughs> we're going to recap <laughs> this past weekend in college football. I'm Harry Douglas. He's Cody Sensabaugh. We're going to start with a matchup in Columbus, Cody. I was there. I was there <laughs> up close in person. Michigan State versus Ohio State. And Cody, when I mean this one was over from start to finish. Listen, them three, them three, them three wide receivers that Ohio State has, man. Them three amigos. Listen, them three amigos a different breed, Cody. Hey, listen here, bro. Them them jokers there. That's something I want to talk about on this show that I it's a trend that I noticed in college football. You don't see it as much in the NFL, but I'm seeing it more in college football. When you got three offensive skill players, whether it be two receivers, one running back, uh, a running back receiver and a, and a quarterback, if they can get a hundred yards a piece, good luck stopping them. And the, the crazy thing about Ohio state is they got three receivers every single week that's going to get you 100 yards. You can bank on it. And anywhere from 20 to 30 receptions and at least four touchdowns. Like, they're in that every single week. Then you add in their running game with their two, two-headed monster running back. Like, it's just crazy, man. I've seen something where they said Stroud completed 18 straight passes. He, he broke the record. He broke, he the, broke record. the record. I, and, they, and they said it on the time I was up in the, um, in the, in the media press box uh they say he broke the record for most completions uh straight completions right now and, and i went to think about all the people that didn't been went to ohio state and i was like my goodness bro the man went 32 for 35 432 yards and six touchdowns and didn't really he played about a, not that much in the second half so basically that's one half of football Man, listen, you know what I mean? What is that? Is that 24 minutes or 30 minutes? How many minutes per quarter does college play? No, they go 15. They go 15. That's in 30 minutes, bro. They scored on their first seven possessions. Game's over. Listen. Game's <laughs> over. Bro, listen, I'm telling you right now. I'm sitting there witnessing it. And Michigan State, man, they messed up. They had a they had a third down situation. Uh, well, no, no, I had a I think it was first or second down. And Ohio State DBs played press across the board. Mm-hmm. So the, the inside and the outside guy, it was like a little, it wasn't a bunch formation, but they, the receivers are condensed a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So the outside corner and the inside corner on number three was like at probably about four or five yards. Mm-hmm. The, the middle corner, the slot guy was playing like three, three and a half yards, right? So they yeah. ran, they tried to run like a, a pick play. First of all, it bothered me because nobody at the wide receiver position understood the concept of the play and what to do to get each other open. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, the quarterback predetermined who he was throwing that football to before the play even happened. Mm. Because number one that was lined up outside came across the middle of the field and all he had, and there was no defender backside. Mm-hmm. All he had to do, basically it was like a triple seam concept, but they got to it a weird way. All he had to do was just throw that football over to the left side of the football field to that pylon and that would have been a touchdown. Mm. That'd have been touchdown. Mm. But Ohio State, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud took another step to the Heisman. And I think he has the easiest path now. 
because that was a top 10 win. He showed out. They got another top 10 game this week against Michigan. And when they play, uh, if they win this game, I mean, I mean I'm just assuming things. They right, win this game, right. and they'll probably end up playing if Wisconsin beats Minnesota. Wisconsin mm-hmm. in the Big Ten championship game, they're probably going to be ranked in the top 10, if not top 11. That'll be three games in a row. He has to make a case to be the Heisman, man. Man, listen, and that's why I asked you. I said, it's a race. Like, if, <laughs> if anybody else is on his level for the Heisman race, please show me him. Because this young man has been playing out of this world. Like, last week, this week, this I mean, this last game, they scored on their first seven drives. The week before that, if I'm not mistaken, they scored on their first six or seven drives. Like, they're coming out the gates so fast. They're coming out like Mike Tyson back in his day. They coming out and they punching so hard and so fast, nobody can handle it. And I got to give it up because I've been very critical of them. We, we talked about last week if Ohio State's defense can just be adequate. And when I tell you they cut Kenneth Walker, who I think is the best running back in the country, they cut his water off. He had six carries for 25 yards. And I know a lot of it may have had to do with them getting down with early. Had, they had to get away from the run game. But still, when you hold a guy to that caliber – to 25 yards, you doing the damn thing. And not only that, Harry, their defense had nine tackles for loss and 12 passes defended. Like that's active. That's guys running around, making plays. That's a defense whose sword is getting sharpened every day by playing against Stroud, those two running backs, and that hell of a trio at receiver. 12 passes defended is amazing for a defense. I'm going to tell you this. You want to know what I wrote in my notes defensively? D-line, D-line started the game off. They set the tone. Yes, sir. Tyreek yes, Smith at defensive end. Zach yes, Harrison, the other defensive end. Haskell Garrett. The first play of the game, bro, Michigan State runs the football. Haskell Garrett, they de-tackle, hit, hit, hit the guard with a swim move, got in the backfield, disrupted everything. Now, he didn't make the tackle. But he showed disrupted the play. Right. Then a few plays later, they tried to run. Michigan State tried to run a quick out, right? Zach Harrison, boom, batted it down. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to run a zone read. They tried to run a zone read. And um, Tyreek Smith, that's how I know the boy athletic as hell, man. Tyreek Smith, the quarterback's reading the end, so they're not blocking him. Mm-hmm. He's, right? he's, they're not he's, block- he's free. He screams down the line of scrimmage to go get the back. The quarterback keeps it. Where you think you're going? He, he adjusted himself and still made the tackle. Where do you think you're going? And and that's the most They set the tone, bro. They set the tone. These DNs and outside linebackers that they have playing now are the best athletes on the field. To be able to change direction at the weight and height that these guys are and jump up or slide and go make a tackle or run down, straight down the line and go get somebody from behind, it's out of this world and that's why I wanted to shout out Ohio State's defense as a whole, but I'm glad you gave it up to their front guys because as a former defensive back, we always used to say pass coverage and rust goes hand in hand. That's right. Sometimes when a DB makes the play, it's because one of those big boys up front got pressure and got his hands up and altered the throw. Sometimes when the big boys up front get a sack, 
it's a coverage set because the corner That's of the right. state shut it down. So to see Ohio State putting it together, man, I hope this defense can – I don't know if they can play like this every single week because the way they played Saturday was was crazy. But if they can just keep getting better and and be adequate like we talked about, man, they can beat anybody. I think they can beat anybody because the way their offense scores is – I don't know if I've seen anything like it in college football, bro. Because it's, it's consistent week in and week out. You, you know what else I want to do? I, I want to reach out to some of these colleges and tell them, hey, man, I got a little flat fee. Y'all let me know if y'all want me to come in and, and, and teach your receivers about leverage and about coverage and things to look for. There were so many time I, times I've seen the Michigan State wide receivers. One guy had a, like a delta route, right? An over route across the field. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if you line up at number three and the DB's in press coverage, you can't just run across the field. The Mm-mm. DB just gonna, gonna undercut your hip. Yeah, and bat the ball down. That's the, to be I honest, you're not bro- to cut you off. It, as a defensive back at three, the easiest route to cover is the over. Yeah. So I, I'm seeing, I'm looking at a receiver just run over there, and I'm like, at what point are you gonna stair step them or freeze them and look back at them to make them hesitate a little bit and then go over? No, they just running across over there. And I already mentioned the one about them not understanding how to pick certain guys and understand the concept of the play. So I'm like, bro, like what is, but it's stuff like this I'm seeing every week in college football. And Cody, you know how hands-on and technical I am when it comes to the game and getting open and, and getting your teammates open. And I think that, I think that really gets under your skin, bro. It does. Because you're somebody who was ultra talented, but that don't those technical those details you're talking about those <laughs> details. That's what took you to the next level and allowed you to play a decade. Like guys don't understand, it's hard to make it to the NFL, but to last as long as you did at that high of a level, talent is not going to get you there. It's the details, man. The devil is in the details, and you see so many young men that think they're just going to out athlete everybody. Don't work like that, man. Well, when you get to that next level, hey, them boy, you was the man at school, they the man at school over there. So what's going to separate you? The details and the little things. What you do when no one is watching. Man, how you do one thing is how you do everything. The coach told me that. Now, I want to I want to jump to another another game, Um, Alabama versus Arkansas. That game ended 42 to 35. But I will tell you this, Cody. If there's one person who's also in the race for the Heisman, it's Bryce Young. I think it's I, right now. I, I only think it's CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Everybody mm-hmm. else will go ahead and go home. But those are the only two right right now. I feel there like ain't nobody else to New York on no free trip, man. And listen, I messed around and tweeted during Ohio State game. Ooh, Bryce Young. I mean, CJ Stroud making a hell of a case to be the Heisman. I think Bryce Young might have read your tweet. <laughs> well, listen, I thought I thought he read it for real. The man went up 30, 31 for 40. 550 yards, five touchdowns. He broke a record. He broke a school record for most passing yards. That's that's bananas in Alabama history. And it's like, damn, all the quarterbacks have done been in Alabama. Like, they got three in the NFL starting right now doing extremely well. Three of them that was on the same roster together. So it's like, man, the talent that's come through that school. And he's a true freshman, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I think he's year two. Okay, redshirt. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he was there last year. But Mac Jones played so that well. Right. That is he right. Could, that is he right. couldn't get on the field. And, right. that, and, that, and, and think about that now. Mac Jones played so well that he couldn't get on the field last year. Mac Jones Mac, is balling, man. Doing a damn good job right now with the New England Patriots as well. But yes, man, sir. he has two receivers 
Ooh. One who used to be at Ohio State, Jamison Williams. Boy, that joke, eight receptions, 193 tubs. Three tubs. And then Matchy the third, 10 for 173, one tub. Harry, I just talked about three guys getting 100 yards apiece. They damn near had two receivers get 200 apiece. <laughs> If, if as a defense, if you allow that to happen, the game's over. Yeah. I don't care what the defense does. And something that I got to give credit to Arkansas for is for the first time in a long time, they matched Alabama's physicality. And that's oh, why did. the game was close. Oh, they did. Normally, Alabama comes in and punches them in their mouth and Arkansas folds like a lawn chair. Listen, but that they didn't made, happen this past week. They, they made Alabama's own line, man at times look look like some kids now. Yes, and sir. that's another thing. If I'm worried about one thing with Bama, they it's their old line, man. Their old line is struggling. I mean, yes. I mean they struggling and defensively, I'm not used to Alabama giving up 468 yards, especially not to an Arkansas team. And you know what it was? They couldn't get off the field. Yeah. I want to say Arkansas was 10 for 19 on third and fourth down. That's not winning football and that's definitely not Alabama defense football. Nope. Uh, trailing, trailing Burks, man, for, for, for uh, Arkansas, 179, two touchdowns. And all I could think about, right, is that when, say Alabama beats Georgia and they mm-hmm. get to the college football playoffs, you get matched up with a Ohio State. <laughs> it's going to have to be a shootout. It's going to be these two phenomenal quarterbacks and those three receivers and those running backs versus uh, Bryce Young and – being a phenomenal quarterback and those two receivers and Brian Robinson at the running back position. And whatever defense can get a stop, whatever defense can get a stop. Or whoever gets the ball last. Because, yeah. man, that's – I, I want to see Georgia – I want to see Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State in the college football playoffs. I do. I, do I want to see those three teams. The fourth I team, do. I really don't care who it is. Um, but those three teams, man, I think, I think, they I think they're all, the three, I think they're the three best teams right now in college football. Hands down. And the show and the performances that these young men are putting on week in and week out. And I think that's so special because we see not only at the college level, at the NFL level, we see a lot of guys that aren't consistent. One mm-hmm. week they may show out. One the next week you don't even know they're playing. You think they're inactive. The performances that these young men are putting on week in and week out is special, man. And I think that just speaks to their level of maturity, their level of preparation, and their level of attention to the details, like we talked about early. Like, yep. Because these 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 guys are 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, like. I don't want to call them kids, but think about it. You're we're in our thirties now. Like looking back on how we acted and stuff we did in our early twenties, we was kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? Boys, just to see these young men having this much success at an early age and they're continuing, it's like they're so hungry and they're so dedicated to the grind, and that shit shows. So to the young high schoolers, middle schoolers, anybody that's not in college yet that's listening to this, man. Watch those guys, man, because they're doing it the right way, and they are going to play in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, and, and we just talked about Ohio State and Bama. I've seen both both of their facilities. <laughs> I was just at I was just at you walk around Bama facilities, and you say 
okay, hell, how, how, how do people not commit here? You go, I was just at Ohio State's facilities and, I, and, I'm, and I'm looking around and I'm like, how, how do you not, you walk in and then you, when you first walk into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, okay. you walk into the Heisman Trophies in the, in the national championships. It's hard. I got, hard I do. got on my video. I got on my video, man. I got, got on, I had it recorded because I, I'm looking in hell. I didn't been that done, and I'm like, wow, what is going? So I imagine said, stepping in there at 16, 17 years old, bro. I don't know. I don't know how they don't commit to these schools, man. When you walk into the facilities, and number one, they're top notch. They're the best in college football, mm-hmm. and then you see all those Heisman, you see all those national championship trophies. It's just something rushed through your blood, man. Like, oh. Right. And now a quick message from our sponsors over at BetterHelp. Is there something that is preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? If there is, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp. Professional help done securely online. Check out betterhelp.com slash ones. BetterHelp will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's an avenue to assess in professional therapy without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has licensed professionals who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you and do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is also available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com ones. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ones today. But I want to get to a third team, man, a third team who finally, this third team, man, has been outside of the top four uh, the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I thought they got a big win. I thought they got a big win against yes, SMU, Cincinnati is who I'm talking about. And for they the first time, for the first time in five weeks, Cody, this team played a complete game and looked the way we all wanted them to look. Mm-hmm. First play of the game offensively uh, for Cincinnati and Desmond Ritter, 53-yard touchdown. And I love the play design, right? They got into a formation when they knew SMU was going to be into quarters coverage, mm-hmm. right? Cody, you got two receivers to one side. What's the safety's responsibility on number two? If number two go vertical? You got him. Got to take him. Got him. That's all you. So not a corner, not a corner one-on-one Cover receiver. Cover and, zero. And, <laughs> bro, and he was a freshman too now. So he a young cat. So you can only think about, he'd probably think, oh, hell, here, here we go. And when Man. I say cover zero, Boom. listeners, corner got to be inside. You got to protect your inside. If they run a comeback or an out, tackle the catch. Give him that. Inside. Man, he hit, he hit him with a little lean, a little nod, and hit that post, touchdown, first play of the game. But I was more impressed. SMU came in highly rated uh, offensively, right? Mordecai, they quarterback, they throw the football around. They do some good things. Shh. Not against. I couldn't. I think boys had 66 yards. So I the secondary guys, Gardner. We had Kobe Bryant on our radio show um, after the game, man. 
and just talk. I said, man, I know it felt good because they've been playing some heavy run teams lately. I right. said, I know it felt good. I said, I'm watching you on TV, man. You moving like you got some in your neck. Like you, you, mm-hmm. he said, yeah, man, it felt good to actually get some action, you know, out there on, the, on, on them corners. Right. But him, Amar Gardner, Bush, all the rest of those guys, man, they played a great game and they look the way we've all been wanting them to look the mm-hmm. last five weeks. So I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Cincinnati makes the college football playoffs mm-hmm. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if they continue to play the way they played this weekend, though. Yes, sir. Um, just adding a little bit to what you said, I liked what I've seen out of Cincinnati offense and defensively. Ritter, I like him a lot, and I think he will be one of the top two or three quarterbacks drafted in this year's draft if he finishes the season strong. What I really like about him is he takes what the defense gives him. I love that. He doesn't try to hit a home run every play. Now, if the home run is there, he's going to take it. it. But if he has to check it down and let his back make somebody miss, he's going to do that. And I think that's why he's so efficient. And I think that's why they're, I think that's why they're, you know, doing what they're doing. But something else that caught me off guard about him is that guy's stride is impressive. Oh, he can, he can, he can run that ball now. He has a real long stride. And as a defender, I can see how it could, his speed could catch people off guard because he's not super duper fast, but his stride, the ground he's taken up, he peels off from people. That like, Calvin John, that Calvin Johnson stride. Exactly. When he, ran, when he ran that 40 time, people was like, what? Yeah. Hey, big boy got them strides. He's he's His stride allows him to pull off from people. And something else about Cincinnati's offense, that if they make the playoff, the college football playoff, that'll be interesting to see against some of these defenses. Their offense, the passing game especially, is built on timing. It's literally like when the play is called, he's like, three seconds, get it out. Five seconds, get it out. Four seconds, get it out. It will be interesting to see moving forward if they made the college football playoff, if they play against uh, Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia specifically mm-hmm. with that front seven, what that time and a look like and how these coaches will play chess with each other to put their to put their guys in the best position. That's something that I'm looking forward to because Cincinnati's offense is timing. It's, it's a rhythm. And, and that's one of the things that that kind of, I won't say worried me about Cincinnati, but you know how most of these teams have a guy that if they get in trouble, hey, I need you to get open. Hey, forget all this other shit. Forget all this other shit. I need you to go, just, I need you to get open. I need you to make a play for me. They don't have that. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing against a team like Georgia, you're going to need that, especially the Georgia this year, 2021, this Georgia team, because them big boys up front, they coming. And I, I, I like what you said about Ritter, man. Ritter hit kind of for five touchdowns in that game. He threw for three, yes. ran for one, caught one. But the only thing I have for him, especially when it comes to that next level, right, is sometimes these he has wide open guys and he miss them. Mm-hmm. And he miss them. And, and at this level, if you're playing against one of these top-notch teams, if you have plays that you, you got to hit, you got to hit them. Because it's, you never know when your next time is going to be to be able to do it. But – I love what I seen from Cincy. Yes, sir. I love what I seen from Cincy, and, and now I think I think they'll be they, if they just keep playing the way they playing, they'll make the college football playoffs. Um, 
but I want to get to I want to get to Georgia really quick. The only thing I want to get to about Georgia is that boy, we love with them big. I love seeing them big boys catch love touchdowns, to run touchdown. Jordan Davis, man, first of all, he'll probably eat me for lunch. And me too. Boy, listen, big boy, big boy, nimble though. Big boy got some feet. He big got boy, it all. I seen him celebrating on the sideline, jumping in the air like he dunking. I said, boy, look how high he is off the ground. He scored a touchdown, reminded me of William Refrigerator Perry. Mm -hmm. But not only that, not only that, big man got up on that ladder at the end of the game, went to the band with my little, with my little stick. Let me get my little stick, Cody. Went <laughs> up over there, went up over there. Um, big boy went over there conducting, conducting right. that band like this. Doom, boom, 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 doom, 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 doom. I say, boy, big man got talent. The more you can do, Cody, the more you'll be around. The big man can conduct business. Yes, sir. What I enjoyed most about that touchdown from him is after he scored the touchdown, you know, a lot of times if a running back scores a touchdown, they'll go in the end zone, they'll jump in the air, and a lineman will push them up like to make them <laughs> higher. Big boy jumped in the air and flexed, and the running back did it for him that was split out wide. And that just spoke volumes to me as a fan watching mm -hmm. it because it's like, those guys get it. It's the little they, things, man. It's the little things and little they things, rock man. with each other. They happy for one another. They, they don't care who get the glory. They excited for one another. That small gesture, Lead to the people who know bro. the game and understand, Lead the championships, bro. that's championship caliber football. That, that small action right there, but man, that guy, you know, who he reminds <laughs> me of. He reminds mm. me of a bigger Christian Wilkins. Okay, yeah. Christian yep. Wilkins is athletic and nimble like that, but this this cat here is he got some more pounds than Christian. <laughs> it's a power too, boy. Big boy, it's a power. You know what I'm saying? But man, shout out to Georgia. They they keep busting ass, man. <laughs> now, now, team for me, man, that's lurking. It's a team that Cincinnati actually beat. They only lost came to Cincinnati, Notre Dame, man. They're looking better mm. each week. Um, the old line is playing. Those young guys are finally coming together. Quarterback Jack Cohen, he's doing better. Uh, Kyra Williams, the running back, he's mm -hmm. actually getting running lanes. I love that tight end, Michael Mayer. I, they call him Baby Grunk. Listen, yep. his release game is so serious, man. I, I was watching him earlier in the season versus press Michigan coverage in games. His release game is serious. He had a good game against Tech. Uh, their defense is getting better. If they can get Kyle Hamilton back, if they can find a way to get into the college football playoffs and get Kyle Hamilton back, they safety who's gonna go top top five in the draft. It's a team that, that could be pretty scary, man. A team that could be pretty scary. It'll be interesting to see what happens between them and Cincinnati. It'll be and, and here's the thing with it with, with Cincinnati and Notre Dame. That's that's scary too. Say Cincinnati loses to Houston in a championship game if mm -hmm. they play each other, right? Mm -hmm. They have one loss, non-conference champion. Notre Dame continues to win one loss, non-conference champion. Mm -hmm. Do they jump? Do they jump Notre Dame over Cincinnati and say, forget this head-to-head? -head? Right. We Notre Dame is playing the better football right now. That's something people need to look out for because that it can get crazy down the stretch if those type of things happen. That's a that's a tough one because I see it from both sides. Yeah. But as a former player. It's like, yo, if we had the head to head and we busted their ass, that, that gotta mean something. You know what I'm saying? It's different if you don't have the head to head and you're just going off of other games and who's playing better at the- But, but, I, but I tell you, Cody, this Notre Dame team, when they played them- He's a different it's team. Not, it's not the same Notre Dame team now. 
So, so with that being said, you also don't want to crucify the team who maybe didn't start off hot, but they keep ascending when it matters most. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a it's, sword. you got arguments from all kind of angles on it. Definitely. And, uh, at at the end of the day, the, the committee gonna be the one getting yelled at. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They <laughs> got gonna be getting yelled at, man. They got their hands full this year, because, and I think the reason why they have their hands full is because. Nobody in the ACC did what Clemson has been doing for the last however many mm-hmm. years. Because if 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 Clemson is under if not even if Clemson is undefeated, if Clemson just has that Georgia loss, we're not even talking about Cincinnati and Notre Dame making the yep. college football playoff. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. and I'll tell you another thing that's interesting to me is that if Wake Forest could have found a way to continue to be undefeated, and I know we we rolled off the ACC early. They had a chance. They they they, they would have had an argument mm-hmm. if they would have found a way to remain undefeated. Yep. It's no way the committee could have been like, okay, we just can't. We just gotta ignore this undefeated Wake Forest team. And it's no crazy. way they could have got ignored. It's crazy because this just happened in the last two weeks. Yeah. So going back to Notre Dame, like it does matter what you're doing late in the season. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to be a team that's clicking and it's hot at the right moment in time. I mean, hell, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. They they went into the playoffs as a five seed, the wild card, but they was clicking at the right time and they ended up winning the whole thing. So I think it's important to look at that. And uh, those, the college football committee, the college football playoff committee, they have their hands full this year. They, oh, they, yeah. they, they got some tough decisions to make for sure. Look, and they still got to, uh, listen, what if Oklahoma State wins out? That's one, a one-loss champion. You know what I mean? Ohio State this weekend, and then goes on to win the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, like it's because that because right, wrong, or indifferent. You can say what you want to say. That Big Ten has a lot of great, a lot of really good teams. Some record may not show it, but they compete and they battle week in and week out. Well, teams like Cincinnati, teams like Cincinnati, um, I will say Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They're lucky that. The they're not in that part. Yeah, they, they're lucky. They, they're the eastern part of that division kind of wiped each other out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because just say, say Michigan didn't lose to Michigan State and they're going into this game undefeated and then their only loss happens to be the Ohio State. They're mm-hmm. getting in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They get in the playoffs. And then you still have a Wisconsin that can make a hell for somebody if they make it to the Big Ten championship game. So say Wisconsin mess around if they make, make it to the Big Ten championship. And knock off whoever comes from the East. Right, right. The Big Ten might not get nobody go to go to the playoffs. Exactly. So it's it's still a lot of craziness that can go on. Last game, um, we want to touch on before we get into some 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 betting things is Clemson. Yes, sir. Beat Wake Forest and Clemson is they they still have a path to make it to the ACC championship game, man. And and that's crazy to to, to think crazy. about. How their season was a roller coaster ride, and they they rode the running backs though. Kobe Pace, Will Shipley, between the two of those guys, Cody, they had three hundred three yards and four touchdowns between, between the two. Can't that be. young offensive line is figuring it out too. Mm-hmm. They're figuring it out as well. Um, I think you got to start at the head of the snake. Um, I think you got to give it up to Coach Sweeney. Um, mm-hmm. he never wavered in his confidence in his team. He said, "We're going to figure this thing out," and I think if this Clemson team can somehow sneak into the ACC championship, 
no matter what, I, I think the way they're finishing the year, hopefully they finish on a high note and win out no matter what happens with Wake Forest or anybody else. But I think this season will be a success for this team because all of the ups and downs with the injuries, the questions, all the people they lost, you really see this team forming with mm-hmm. the offensive line, with the running backs. I'm loving what I'm seeing. And I think he's been the biggest spark to Clemson's offense. Bo Collins, the receiver. Yes, I'm glad you, but I had him in my notes, Cody. And I had him in, with my paper. I had him in my notes, Cody. And I had him in my notes, man. Seeing him succeed brings so much joy to me because, you know, I went to Clemson, but I had a chance to speak on a symposium right before um, training camp to these young men. And he came up to me after, and we chopped it up for about 10 to 15 minutes. And after this symposium, like a day or two later, his mom actually wrote me on Instagram and basically was just telling me, I appreciate you pouring into my son. He came to Clemson all the way from Cali because he felt like it was a family atmosphere. And the fact that you have left school and your your roommates that was there speaking with me have left this school, went on to the NFL and are still coming back, pouring into these young men it makes me realize my son made the right decision. So that meant a lot to me because speaking at that symposium, he was one of the brightest young men that I talked to. Like he just stood out, but I I didn't know him. I had never seen him play. I didn't know him or anything. And I'm looking at the Clemson coaches like, what took y'all so long to get this young man on the field? And not just on the field, but put him in the slot. Anybody who watched Clemson at the beginning of the season realized as great as Justin Ross is, he's one of the oh, top receivers in the country. He's a X, a Z, a Z next. He is not a slot guy. And you did it at the highest level. You know there's a difference between playing outside and playing inside. Yep. Since they put Bo Collins in the slot, Big Cinco, he, he has moments. He's still struggling, but he has moments where he looks amazing. And it's like, yo, these two young men went to high school together. They have synergy. Put them out there and let them get together. And once again, that running attack, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. If you can get three guys on offense that can get you 100 yards, mm-hmm. 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving, and another guy 100 yards rushing or 100 yards receiving, it's going to be hard for a defense to stop that because A.T. Perry and Roberson for Wake Forest, they did their thing. Sam Hartman, he did his thing. He, I know he threw a pick, but like, Clemson hasn't been losing because of their defense. They've been losing because of their offense. And if they and if their run game is able to give you 200 yards and they give you 150, 200 passing, it's going to be tough to beat those guys, man. And I also, before we get off Clemson, I got to give it up to their defense because they had seven sacks, 10 tackles for loss, and 10 <laughs> passes defended. That's active. Like, that's winning football. And you pair that with that rushing attack they had, man, Clemson can't compete with anybody. And I, it's great to see it at this point in the season, but it's like, yo, what if they would have been playing like this earlier? You know? But it's like, it's a marathon. It's a journey. It's happy. It's, it's great to see as a fan and as an alumni, Clemson on the rise, getting back to what we was expecting from them earlier. And I'm gonna tell people, man, watch out for Clemson next year. Well, see, and that's what I wanna get to really quick. What they're doing right now, how they're surging at the end of the year, 
that that's going to carry over to the off season. That's, that's going to carry over to next season because see, this season was a year uh, of adversity and getting through it. Mm-hmm. Now they know how to handle that adversity because Clemson has been on top for a while. You know what I mean? Now they, they, I won't say they got humble because it's not like they were cocky, you know what I'm saying? But they, they got brought down a little bit, but now they starting to, they, they found their way, man. They, 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 they fought through it. They didn't waver. They got through it. They faced it. They're winning. And I would like to see them finish the year on the high, man, because that's going to carry over to the next season. It's going to carry over. I'm telling people, man, if Clemson somehow gets in the ACC championship, they've been there before. They know what it takes to win. And also, before we leave this, I want to give it up to the Clemson seniors who, after Saturday, their record at home is 33-0 and in their career. <laughs> I, got to, I got to give it up to those seniors, man. Golly, 33-0. Must be nice. <laughs> they ain't lost a single game at home. Too. Man, that's crazy. That's special, man. Congrats to those oh, seniors. Yeah. Give it up to Sweeney. And, and also, man, Tony Elliott. I know he's received a lot of backlash. Shout out to Tony Elliott, man. Those young men are headed in the right direction. And Will Shipley's a true freshman. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Collins is a redshirt freshman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they're not going nowhere now. They're not so, going nowhere. They're going to have recruits coming in, too. They, they're not going anywhere. Man, I've seen Archie. People coming back on defense. They're not going anywhere. Trust you know, Archie Manning was on a visit there. I think that's his name. The young Manning, Archie. Is that mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen him on a visit there. If I'm him and I'm looking at that talent around, hey, Big Cinco ain't showed enough just to be a hands-down starter, so. Oh, yeah. That, that, that job that job open now. It's open. <laughs> it's open. Sell Malel, man. It's open. Yes sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, let's get to – I want to get to two games, man, on the betting end of things. Ohio State versus Michigan. One of the biggest rivalries in college football, Ohio State's favorite eight and a half. The over-under for this is 64. I'm going to go with Ohio State in this game. The eight and a half, man, this is a rivalry game. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take Ohio State eight and a half, but I'm going to go with the over, the over 64 too. I'm going with you, man. Ohio State, <laughs> they, they be scoring on their first seven drives. Like <laughs> Michigan, I'm telling hey, you. Hey, we're going to know everything Michigan. about Michigan, them first two or three drives defensively man. for them. We're going to know everything we need to know. I'm not worried about Ohio State starting slow. That's for damn sure. So I'm going I'm going Ohio State. I'm going over eight and a, eight. You said eight and a half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going over eight and a half, and I'm definitely going over 64. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, man, this game, like, Ohio State old linemen, they got some, they got hell on their hands now with them two D defense ends, Hutchinson and Ojabo. So if, if, if they if they if they can keep CJ Stroud clean, Ohio State gonna win the game. They're gonna win the game. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to see that because those two guys, we talked about it last week, those two guys can change the whole landscape. So and then uh the second one, Alabama versus Auburn. Alabama's favorite by 19 and a half. Mm. The over-under is 55 and a half. I'm going to go with the under in this one. Mm-hmm. And that's just too many points. I got, I think I got Bama winning, but that's just too many points for this robbery for me. Mm-hmm. So I got Bama, I got Bama winning and I'm going under 55 and a half, but now I'm not taking the 19 and a half point spread. Right. Um, 
I got Alabama winning. I see them winning by two to three touchdowns. And the reason why I say that, because I think Bryce Young is going to be Bryce Young, but I'm expecting a big game out of that Alabama defense. I think, mm. I think Bo Nix is going to have a long night. Well, no, I don't think he's he not playing. You know, oh. it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be TJ Finley. He, he transferred from uh, TJ Finley transferred from LSU, but he can play too though. So I was trying to tell, I was trying to tell a lot of people like Bo Nix is not playing. I'll say, okay, I understand Bo Nix not playing, but not, let's not act like the guy TJ Finley didn't start last year. So for LSU now, this is no knock on TJ Finley, but I think what Alabama defense, how Nick Saban and their defensive coordinator is going to have those young men ready to play. We just talked about how Alabama was their defense gave up 10 for 19 on third and fourth down last yep. week. I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. I see Alabama getting back to what we know the defense has, and I see them getting off the field. Here's another thing I, I think Nick Saban gonna bring up to this team. So 2019, right? Yep. Same scenario. They lost to LSU, so they didn't have a chance to play for the for the yep. SEC championship game. But if they would have beat Auburn at Jordan Harris at Auburn again, they would have made the college football playoffs. They, they would have been they would have been in. Mm -hmm. They lost that game to Auburn. Mm -hmm. So I think Nick Saban gonna also let his team know, hey, we was in this same situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Two years ago, and we went down here and Auburn punished him. I mean, punished him. Little guy Shivers, Shivers, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Oh, laid the boom on one of them defenders going in the end zone. I remember I put it on my IG. I said, oh my goodness, he laid the boom, knocked his helmet off and everything. And I selfishly want to see Alabama win because. I want to see Alabama in the college football playoff. Me too. I, mean, I want. I, I want to see it, bro. Yeah, I want to see it. So, so I know people tired of seeing Bama, but I'm. T I want to see good games. I want to see competitive games. You I don't want to see, see the people best. blow it out. Yeah, you want to see the best, and that's what makes us nervous. And just being honest about Cincinnati getting in there or Notre Dame yeah. getting in there, like because those three teams that we talking about, if they make it, I'm not saying Cincinnati and Notre Dame can't compete with those three teams. But they ain't seen nothing like these, like Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State. Like, I I want to see good football, man. I want to see the I want to see the best teams play, and I think those are the three best teams. So. Facts. Now, I want to thank all the viewers, all the listeners. Thank y'all, man, for joining us. That will complete episode fourteen. And like I said before, in a different episode. We out like four flags. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>